with the United Nations Refugee Agency. So is this the kind of scene that you see day in, day out here along the border with Syria? Um, yes. We have about maybe 50 to 60 people being admitted into um, Jordan about twice per week. Their conditions look desperate. So many of the people who crossed that mound of stand were limping, children were crying. They all look exhausted. It is um, quite a critical situation and there are mostly women, mostly children. Um, about more than 50% actually under 18 and more than 50% is uh, women. Yeah. But Jordan says it has to screen them. They see a risk from so-called Islamic State, from Daesh, which uh, they fear will try to infiltrate Jordan. Correct. The government does have legitimate security concerns and they do have very strict security checks. Um, but as I said, you see elderly, you see sick, you see women, you see children, and this is the majority of the population here. And that was uh, Lise Doucette reporting from the Jordanian-Syrian border. Well, one of the delegates at the London conference is Salma Kahala, executive director of Daulati, a Syrian NGO, which describes itself as working with young, non-violent activists to help foster a democratic transition. She's based in Beirut. So, where is the money needed most? I think it's really important not just how much money is being raised here, but how it's going to be spent. For us, the halt in the peace talks only makes it that much more urgent that we do not wait for a ceasefire and a political deal to get aid to besieged areas. So this means that those people that are inside today not only pledge money, but also commit to action and to getting, for instance, airdrops for the UN to push for access and to actually take the access that they have been granted by Security Council resolutions to actually go in and deliver aid to besieged areas. So when you're talking about aid, what are the priorities? Is it food, medicine? Absolutely. Food and medicine. If we're talking about besieged areas, we have people that are starving to death. If you do provide food drops, though, how do you guarantee the food getting to the people who need it most? There are organizations, there are civil defense in these areas that have been for months working to support people. We do not think that there is a problem once you get the aid in. There are people on the ground that can get it delivered. There are doctors in there. There are at least 12 countries dropping bombs in Syria right now. Why is it that they can mobilize and drop bombs, but they cannot mobilize and put pressure to drop aid? Are there particular countries then that should be doing more, Russia? I think Russia has been doing more than enough. Russia has been bombing with the Assad regime an average of one medical facility every two days. So I think there needs to be more pressure on Russia to stop its attacks on civilian infrastructure, on schools and hospitals. But, you know, the US, the UK need to be doing more to get aid where it is most needed. I guess the UK and the US would say they are providing the bulk of the financing, certainly to help refugees at the moment in the region i mean aren't other countries who have donated far less the ones that perhaps should be doing far more well i think it's very important to support refugees and to ensure that they are living in dignity but we also need to make sure that we address the source of the problem and that of course means finding peace how dispirited are you about the progress or the lack of progress in the peace talks 
It is very dispiriting, as you say. It's very discouraging. You know, the situation on the ground is getting worse. As I was saying, the civilian infrastructure, the medical infrastructure, the education infrastructure are being destroyed, systematically destroyed right now. And no matter how much money we pledge, if nothing is done to put pressure on the regime and on its on Russia to actually come to the table and actually negotiate rather than just talk, then we cannot actually stop the violence. You said that the amount of money that is donated is not the key thing, but do you think this conference will get the pledges that are being asked for, something like $9 billion? We hope that there will be um, increased funding. It is needed, particularly for education and livelihoods programming, including inside Syria. So we do hope that there is increased funding and that the way that the funding is delivered also changes in order to get to those who are delivering it most effectively and who know the situation and to also get it to those that are most vulnerable. And that was Salma Kahale, who's the executive director of the Syrian NGO Daulati.